0: Welcome to another Griffith University podcast. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's a great pleasure to uh, introduce um, the ambassador. Uh, The speech we've been waiting two years to hear... (laughs) Now, Jim... Uh, he, Najib is a very um, good friend of Queensland I know he visits regularly he comes to Brisbane often uh, he comes; he engages with Griffith often it's a great delight to have you here once again and particularly on this occasion of the, the third dialogue uh, having missed the first but uh, it's wonderful to have you and please um, we look forward to your remarks Professor Russell Truth, um, Director of Griffith uh, Asia Institute. Uh, Thank you for having uh, me and uh, my colleague here at this uh, very uh, important uh, dialogue uh, between Indonesia and Australia. And Ambassador John McCarthy, uh, Chair of Griffith Asia Institute Advisory Council. And thank you also for your uh, very uh, important and uh, sharp observation on the new administration, and also your trust on the future of uh, relations uh, between the two countries, that is very important for uh, our region. Pak Bambang uh, Subianto, thank you, Pak, for uh, being here uh, with uh, the researchers, senior researchers like Ikrar nusabakti and others also uh, Colin uh, Colin Brown, my friend uh, Professor Colin Brown we knew each other for uh, many years before here and uh, Kathleen from AIBC and uh, Alison and Diana from DFAT, uh, thank you so much uh, for being here and uh, David Vijaya also from uh, the uh, uh, AIBC of uh, Queensland, Uh, thank you so much uh, for being here Friends, uh, professors of Indonesia, uh, good, very good morning to all of you. Ladies and gentlemen, it is uh, spring in Canberra now, but it is very cold. It's just like uh, winter for me. So escaping from Canberra is one of, uh, you know, a very special moment uh, for, uh, for people, for a tropical people uh, like myself. So thank you for much, very much uh, for uh, inviting me. Uh, to this uh, tropical part of uh, Australia uh, where uh, sun is uh, sunshine uh, more than uh, 280 days they said and uh, of course uh, brisbane is the birthplace of uh, the famous and of course very uh, flavorsome Lamington. yes (laughs) i always dream of uh, having Lamington. you have uh, now in uh, in uh, shops or cafes in uh, Canberra, but not as nice as uh, in uh, Brisbane. So it's uh, always nice uh, to be back here. Uh, thank you uh, once again, Professor uh, Trud, uh, Trud and uh, academics at Grieving uh, University for bringing together the impressive people, the uh, people from here and people from Lippi And uh, for this top uh, research uh, center <coughs> in Indonesia, and also the uh, Center of Excellence of Academia here in Australia. It was uh, almost as uh, a Professor Trude uh, said, that uh, almost two years ago, in November 2013, that I was uh, here for the Australia-Indonesia Dialogue in Griffith University. But uh, when I arrived in uh, Brisbane Airport, I uh, turned on my mobile phone, and I found that so many, many texts in my mobile phone. And the most noticeable ones are from uh, one from Minister for Foreign Affairs of Indonesia, and the other one is from a Minister for uh, State uh, Secretariat of uh, Indonesia. And I just, uh, uh, you know, uh, open up and see what uh, my minister said, and it was stated there, Pak Najib. The president is expecting you in Jakarta immediately. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just ran to the, uh, you know, to the uh, counter of Kantas uh, and asked the first available flight uh, to Canberra. And the Kantas people said, "Oh, Ambassador, I'm so sorry, but it's uh, it's not possible for you to fly now to Canberra. You can fly to Melbourne, but you have to go." Uh, you know, very early in the morning tomorrow to uh, Canberra. But I decided not to go that night, but uh, very early in the morning, I just sneak out from the hotel at three o'clock and uh, fly by Kantas uh, at uh, 4.50 uh, in the very uh, morning. And when I arrive in uh, Canberra, uh, m- more than 50 uh, cameramen and uh, journalists, uh, friends of uh, uh, um, my friend here from Australia already there you know? and then uh, well uh, they brought cameras and, uh, with uh, thousands of uh, questions and uh, then I went to Jakarta so uh, that was uh, uh, two years ago so I was forced to cancel my delivering uh, of remarks at the dialogue Instead of after a welcoming dinner, very uh, short welcoming dinner, I just uh, speak about uh, two minutes and then I just uh, laugh now, <clears throat> two years later, I'm back for the dialogue, and today, with this address, I hope you would accept the payment of my juice in full <laughs> and uh, I would like to start by highlighting the two. Uh, global uh, development that are shaping our region and in turn influencing the Indonesian and Australia uh, relationship. But before that maybe uh, it is important for me uh, to see also the very important uh, relations uh, between uh, our two countries. Uh, Indonesia and Australia are complementary in so many ways. In uh, economic, the uh, dependency of Indonesia uh, to Australians are very high. We are importing the grains and uh, wheat from Australia. We exported a lot of uh, uh, super meat, indomie, and uh, you know, uh, other uh, instant noodles uh, from Indonesia uh, to all over the world. To uh, the very corner of uh, Latin America, we can find now uh, indomie and uh, the the instant noodle. And uh, the grains are coming from here. We are producers of uh, batik that my uh, colleague Ibogena and others are wearing uh, today. And uh, the cotton is also imported from Australia especially from this part of the world from uh, Queensland we imported as you know that uh, around 800000 heads in indonesia we call it tails of uh, livestock live cattle lebih dari 800000 ekor sapi we imported from australia and uh, australia also imported a lot of uh, minerals Uh, from Indonesia and uh, we uh, depend on so many things. Strategic uh, economy, uh, politics, uh, regional politics and uh, also defense cooperation is an imperative for both uh, countries. So that's why uh, I uh, fully agree with uh, the assessment from uh, my friend uh, John McCarthy about uh, the importance of uh, the relations of the two countries. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, now uh, I would like uh, to look at from the uh, regional economic outlook. The first is the changing international order. Since the early 1970s, leadership and influence in Asia has been stable with no obvious contest by any other country in the region. We know who is in charge in this region. However, after losing the dominant economic <coughs> position following the Industrial Revolution more than 250 years ago, the leading economies in the regions are reclaiming the lost ground and the share of the global uh, economy. Even in the midst of the current global economic slowdown, countries of the Asia-Pacific region have reclaimed one of the most important drivers of global growth. In 2015, for instance, growth in the developing economies of the Asia-Pacific account for over one-third of global growth. The economic output of Asia now is equal to that of North America and Europe. This growth spurt is brought in part by number one, increasing wealth and modernization driven by decades of rapid economic growth. Number two, a large pool of productive age age population or what uh, we call as uh, a demographic bonus of Indonesia, of uh, Asia, and uh, number three is long period of peace and stability in the region. Decades of long peace and stability in Asia Pacific is of course a factor of the leadership role of the predominant regional power, and this is supported by the creative diplomatic works of countries in the region, including Indonesia and Australia in many regional organizations to put in place treaties and agreements for the peaceful resolutions of conflicts. The global economic rules and institutions together with organizations that are more politically and and security focused have played stabilizing role in regional politics and security. The Asia-Pacific Economic cooperation or IPEC, the ASEAN plus three, plus uh, China, Japan, and Korea, plus six, including uh, China, Japan, Korea, Australia, New Zealand, and also India, help to create, grow, and sustain an open regionalism. The Treaty of Amity and Cooperation initiated by ASEAN, and now counts all the major countries in the region, as parties, contributes to the stability of the regions by requiring countries to self constrain and resolve conflicts diplomatically or through other peaceful means. And the East Asia Summit and uh, East Asia Summit is uh, ASEAN plus uh, three plus uh, plus six and uh, also United States and uh, Russia now uh, on board. Is an important construct with a great potential to advance regional integration and cooperation and an important regional security stabilizing factor now about the security outlook this regional construct has served australia and indonesia and countries in the region quite well over the past four decades or so going forward We must cooperate even closer to strengthen what we already have and to support new regional initiatives based on their merit. This brings me to my second point. A number of current developments bear the hallmarks of symptoms of bigger geopolitical, uh, geostrategic considerations, including for the context of leadership and influence in Asia. The news coverage, for instance, on March this year, over the past few weeks, illustrates this point. I just quote the title of the uh, news in uh, The Guardian last March, for instance. U.S. anger at Britain, joining Chinese-led investment bank AIIB. That is the headline of The Guardian. This, of course, was referring to Britain and 56 other countries, including Australia and Indonesia, who became the founding members of the Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank. The United States and Japan did not apply to join. The other headlines, for instance, the BRICS country, the BRICS countries, uh, Brazil, uh, 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 China. And uh, Russia, uh, India, and uh, South South Africa, countries just launched a rival to IMF and the World Bank, wrote the AFP in July. In reference to the new development bank opened in Shanghai, China, some view those institutions as the rival for the World Bank based in Washington, D.C., and the ASEAN Asian Development Bank, with Japan as its largest shareholder, while some others view this as complementarity to current sources of development financing in the region. On trade and investment regional arrangement, we can also see the strains between the Trans-Pacific Partnership on the one hand and the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, or RCEP in the other. Of course, the TPP includes the US and excludes China, while the RCEP includes China and not the US. The tensions in South China Sea over territory and resources also illustrates how those long-standing disputes pose a great challenge for the region, in particular for ASEAN, which has the highest stake in the stability and the freedom of navigation in its immediate region. Ladies and gentlemen, those developments may seem marginal when seen from their own, but collectively, at best, they cast a shadow and the cooperative relationship of the countries involved. And at worst, they point to a great power rivalry which will profoundly affect our region's political and economic future. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, Australia and Indonesia must must move beyond over-focusing and overspending too much energy on differences of our relationship to the bigger picture and more strategic matters of interest to both countries. Ladies and gentlemen, my last point is how, how is Australia and Indonesia contribution to the region? Australia and Indonesia are uniquely placed in the region to substantially engage and contribute towards a more stable, secure and prosperous region. In that context, Let me highlight a number of ways that I think our countries can cooperate. First, Australia and Indonesia should continue to work together in the main regional institutions while embracing and helping to shape the newly formed ones. We need to bring more countries into trading arrangements that aim to lower barriers to trade and investment. It is important to keep our borders open for people and the innovation and knowledge they bring across countries. And also importantly is for our two countries to persuade our perspective and our respective partners that their own national interests are best served by a trading, investment and financial construct that are more inclusive and open of emerging uh, countries' interests. Second, we must work hand-in-hand to tackle the difficult issues that our region faces. For instance, to redouble effort to develop more effective mechanisms and responses to dispute in South China Sea. In particular, we need to bring all stakeholders to reach a common understanding on the importance to conclude the code of conduct which is initiated by the ASEAN. And reinforcing the role of honest broker that Australia and Indonesia play in helping to resolve those disputes. The third, we have to stick to design domestic politics policies based on fact and evidence for long-term growth of the economy. We have to avoid knee-jerk nationalistic and protectionist reactions to slowing economic growth. These reactive policies only serve the short-term political political goals of some individuals and damage international relations and bilateral relations. To make the best out of this bad economic time, let us invest in crafting good policies. While this is mainly a domestic homework, yet our two countries can share lessons we learn on the issue. Perhaps we can institute a form of early warning system of policies that may have an adverse impact on our respective international partners. Number four, we must work even closer together to better engage the, Asian, the, the Indian Ocean countries and transform the region into an economically vibrant and more secure region. Indonesia sits on a very strategic junction between the Indian Ocean and the Pacific Ocean. Likewise, Australia is hugged by Indian Ocean on its west and the Pacific on the east. We are both dependent on the sea lanes of communication, linking the world's major (coughs) trading hubs with the ports of Brisbane for instance, Tanjung Priyong, Townsville in the north of Queensland, Surabaya in the east of Java or even Sorong in the province of uh, West Papua. This year Australia ends its Indian Ocean Dream Association chairmanship for 2015 and Indonesia assumes next year's leadership. In this context it is important that Australia and Indonesia cooperates on the maritime space of this region, including on how best to transforming our vast resources into capital that can benefit our small and medium enterprises and also our business people. As the LIPI also will be the chair of the academic group of IORA, I am sure that we will learn of many more recommendations to advance our cooperation in this sphere. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me end my remarks here. I wish you all the successful and productive dialogue. I am looking forward to reading your findings and recommendations on the Australia-Indonesian partnership and how it can contribute towards making the region more stable, secure and prosperous. I'm relieved, ladies and gentlemen, and Russell, thank you so much. I made it for dinner last night and made it also for the remark of this morning. I'm confident that later on, when I check my mobile, I I just put my mobile there, (laughs) I will see no text from Jakarta, withdrawing me back because of bilateral crisis. I thank you so much. For more Griffith University podcasts go to www.griffith.edu.au forward slash podcasts.